This is the John Oakley Show podcast. 435, it is a great day for talk radio. Uh, we've been mentioning the commute. Patrick Brown, mayor of Brampton, uh, he's really loaded for bear as he goes after the ministry for uh, doing a disservice when it's supposed to be a service, the transit service, the go folk. Uh, overcrowding is just hellacious, and uh, Brown wants to uh, make that point, so we'll re- reemphasize it on the program at 6.30. We also have our panel in less than an hour, topics worthy of discussion. We'll pick up on uh, some of these issues with, uh, amongst others, the Deputy Mayor, Peter Sherman, and David Wills as well. Deputy Mayor, of course, Stephen Holliday. The other issue I wanted to bring to your attention is uh, something that we talked about briefly yesterday uh, with our roundtable discussion, and our economic guy, John Turley-Ewart, was mentioning, you know, the interest rate hike uh, that was being foreseen never did materialize. 1.75 is where the Bank of Canada held it, mercifully, because uh, there were ominous signs of... uh, Greater struggles for people going into 2019. Uh, the housing market is kind of flatlined or crashed. Places like Alberta, we know the situation there. And uh, these are some of the uh, influencing factors when it comes to people being stressed and can't meet their debt obligations. And so the numbers reflect that in terms of bankruptcies. Joining me on the line is Doug Hoyes. He's a licensed insolvency trustee and the co-founder of Hoyes, Michaelis & Associates. To put this all into perspective... Doug, good to have you on the Oakley Show. Good afternoon. Great to be with you, John. So tell me, uh, the ominous signs on the insolvency front for 2019, they're there, aren't they? They are, and and we've been in a declining environment when you look at insolvencies. The peak year was 2009, and every year since then they've been falling. 2018, and we don't have the final numbers yet, will be the first year in nine years where they're going to be up a little bit, you know, maybe a percent uh, in, in Ontario. But if the trend has actually turned, then things can pick up speed pretty quickly. And you just listed the two key things that we're watching. Interest rates is one, and the real estate market is the other. In uh, you know places like Toronto, if you own a condo right downtown, well, no big deal. They're really holding their value well. But if you're in the outlying outlying areas, if you're up in you know Richmond Hill, Vaughan, Oshawa, places like that, the single detached homes have really come down in value. So somebody who has a bunch of debt, you know, they owe a bunch of money on credit cards, they can't do what they used to be able to do, which is go to the bank, refinance, give me a second mortgage, give me a HELOC, I'll pay off my my credit cards. If house prices are down, there's not as much equity there. And we've got the much more strict lending rules now than we had a year or two ago. So even if you've got equity, you don't qualify. So house prices aren't bailing people out like they used to. Well, and a lot of people got used to using their home as a de facto ATM, like Mm -hmm. uh, just borrowing against it, as you say, with a HELOC or whatever. So uh, if that's one of the criteria by which, you know, distresses people, uh, the idea that the... uh, Number of people seeking debt relief jumped 5.1% in November, year over year, uh, over 11,000. Is that reflective of the housing market kind of softening? Yeah, and the other factor is interest rates. And again, you, you hit on it. The Bank of Canada didn't raise interest rates yesterday, so okay, we got a reprieve, but they have raised five times since July 2017, a quarter of a point each time. And a quarter of a point, okay, that doesn't seem like very much. It's, it's a pretty small number. But if you've got a $400,000 mortgage that's amortized over 25 years, a quarter point is 50 bucks a month. Mm. So if it's 
gone up five times, that's 250 bucks, which, okay, maybe 250 bucks isn't a big number either, but you're paying that every month, month after month, that's $3,000 a year. Mm-hmm. So after tax, so has your paycheck gone up by more than $3,000 after tax in the last year? If not, then you're, you're being squeezed. And it's not just your, your mortgage, of course, it's your, your line of credit, your HELOC, whatever else you've got. So the interest rates are creeping up, so we don't really notice it. It's not like some big avalanche, but it's, it's death by a thousand cuts. And that's what we're starting to see reflected in those insolvency numbers. People just cannot service their debt. That's the big problem. We've got huge debt. We've had our debt levels have been going up and up and up for 20 years. That's not the story. If interest rates are going down while your debt levels are going up, eh, no big deal. I can afford to make the payments. But when your debt levels are high and interest rates are going up, you can't service it. That's what's causing the problems. I heard that the average Canadian's debt is 171%. Well, and in fact, Statistics Canada has changed the way they do the math. Now it's 178%. Oh, so okay. um, it's, it's really the same number kind of restated slightly. But, and again, that's a, a meaningless number in isolation. What you've got to look at is the trend, and the trend is that's continuing to go up. So that means that the average Canadian owes $1.78 for every dollar they earn in a year in disposable income. And again, it's an average. So if you have a, uh, a house that's worth a million dollars and you've got a half a million dollar mortgage and you earn $100,000 a year, your ratio is five to one. That's a huge number, mm-hmm. but it's not really a big deal because I could sell my house and, and pay it off. But if you don't have a house or some other asset backing it up, the fact that your debt levels are now that much higher compared to your income, again, comes to the same issue of not being able to make the payments, not being able to service it. And that's, that's the problems we're seeing now. Again, Doug Hoyes with us, licensed insolvency trustee and the co-founder of Hoyes, Michaelis and Associates. So uh, the filings that we were talking about, you know, uh, the ominous signs, uh, year over year, it doesn't look good. And you're saying they'll increase by a minimum of 2 to 5% in this year and may jump as high as 8% increase. Yeah, if you throw in a softening real estate market with higher interest rates, does that tip us closer to a recession? And we don't need a recession to to make things a problem. You know, I, I see people come in here every day and, you know, a couple of years ago, things were really booming and they were working 50 hours a week or they were working two jobs. Well, now maybe their hours are cut back. They're only working 40 hours a week. They're still employed. They've still got money coming in, but it's not as much as what was coming in before. And so so now they're squeezed. So if you get all those things happening, then, yeah, insolvency rates could, could easily rise 10% this year. And, again, that would only put us back to the same levels we were at in, you know, 2012, 13, 14. It's not going to put us all the way back to where we were at the, the height of the crisis in 2009, but it's a worrying trend. It's going in the wrong direction. Are Canadians good or poor savers? Well, both. You know, the, the people who have no debt and have, you know, purchased real estate 10 years ago and have a good job and a company pension and whatnot, they're, they're in great shape. It's the people who have struggled to you know, keep a job or they've had some external influence that's hurt them. They lost their job. They got sick. They got divorced. Something happened, and that threw them off. And as a result, they had to use debt to survive. They're not the savers. So you know, a Canadian is not just one thing. There are some who are doing very well. I mean, low interest rates are fantastic if you're borrowing money and leveraging it and if real estate's going up. And if you're not participating in that, it's not. So these numbers obviously focus on the people who have not been able, who have not taken advantage or been able to take advantage of the, the low interest rate environment in the past and are now being hurt as it's as it's increasing. Doug, uh, 
how easy is it to declare bankruptcy? And for some people, they see it as a sort of get out of jail card, an easy out. Yeah, the the reason the bankruptcy rate peaked in 2009 was the government made the rules more difficult to file bankruptcy. They're, the amount you pay while you're bankrupt is based on your income. And so what we're seeing now, because people's incomes are still good, unemployment is really low, there are a lot more people choosing to file a consumer proposal as opposed to a bankruptcy. And a consumer proposal is just a deal. It's, it's still governed by the Bankruptcy and Insolvency Act. It still gives you uh, protection from your creditors. But but you end up making a deal and, and re- paying off your debts that way. So in November, two-thirds of the filings in Ontario were consumer proposals. And that's an indication of the economy still being pretty good, not fantastic enough that I can pay my debts off, but pretty good. I've got an income. I want to make a deal and, and avoid bankruptcy. And the people who are filing proposals tend to be more proactive as well. It's like, okay, I know I'm getting into trouble. Let's go to all the banks and credit card companies that I owe money to and see if we can work out a deal. And in most cases, if the alternative is bankruptcy, the banks are more than happy to take you know, 30 cents on the dollar or whatever it is, as opposed to risking getting a lot less. So that's why uh, consumer proposals are, are much more prevalent than bankruptcy in Ontario these days. And who brokers that kind of arrangement, that deal? We do. Okay. So you have to go to a licensed insolvency trustee to do it. It's a it's based on federal law, and so you have to have someone licensed by federal law to do it, which is where licensed insolvency trustees come in. I mean, there's all these guys who advertise in the back of the newspaper that, hey, we can settle your debt, uh, you know, 30 cents on the dollar, that sort of thing. Well... Uh, you know, I can also do surgery on you, John, but I mean, do you, do you really want me doing that? Uh, so, and, and what these guys are, are doing is they charge you a bunch of money and they're not regulated by anyone, so they can say whatever they want. And then they end up referring you to somebody who's a licensed insolvency trustee who actually do the work. Mm-hmm. So, you know, go directly to a doctor if you have a medical problem, go directly to a licensed insolvency trustee. We're not allowed to charge an upfront fee until the process starts. We're, we're you know, by law, we can't do that. Our fees are set by the the government. So you're much more likely to get, um, uh, you know, advice that will actually help you and not hurt you. And these banks and credit card people, uh, they're willing to make arrangements like that? Yep. And because they're business people. So we go to them and we say, here's the deal. You might end up getting five or six cents on the dollar in a bankruptcy. He's willing to pay 30 cents. Maybe it's going to take three, four, five years for you to get all your money out of that uh, consumer proposal, but that's still better than five cents. And so the vast majority of the time, the banks say, yep, we'd rather have 30 cents than five. We'll take the deal. Hmm. I'm guessing business is pretty brisk. Um, the, the first two weeks of this year have been, uh, you know, it's, I guess the first, second week isn't even over yet. But, yeah, it's been the, the phone has been ringing like crazy. <laughs> And I think people, once Christmas is over, it's like, okay, i got to get back to my real life. Look at that pile of bills on the table. I know I can't handle it. I better look, at, look out and see what uh, help is out there. And so, yeah, it's, uh, it's certainly picked up compared to prior years. Yeah, and getting ahead of the curve with a consumer proposal. Doug, it's good to talk to you. I appreciate you putting this all into context for us. Great to be with you, John. You got it. Doug Hoyes again, licensed insolvency trustee and co-founder of Hoyes Michaelis and Associates. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.